Hi there, Steve Kaufman here, um, back from skiing with uh, the kids and grandchildren and so forth. Um, I want to talk today about what it is possible to achieve in three months in, in terms of language learning uh, with specific reference to Chinese. And I'm going to do this for two reasons. First of all, because uh, one of my uh, regular viewers, Icelandic, I think his name is, asked me how difficult Chinese is. And also because it was brought to my attention uh, at a thread at our forum at Link that Benny Lewis has announced that he is going to become fluent in Chinese in three months. So uh, let's first of all look at, at Benny Lewis's claim. Uh, he has a video which uh, I think I'll post the link here. Uh, at any rate, uh, links sometimes don't work here at YouTube. I don't know why. You can also Google him and you'll find it. Uh, he points out that, uh, you know, in the European framework system of, of grading, uh, uh, you know, proficiency in, in languages, C1 corresponds to sort of a uh, advanced one. In other words, C2 is complete mastery uh, of everything. The, able, the ability to be, you know, as subtle almost as a native speaker in, in, in expressing yourself and so forth and so on. Uh, C1 is just one level below that. And he claims that he'll reach that in three months in Chinese. Uh, now, right off the bat, let's make it very clear that that is pure nonsense. Uh, he will not achieve that level in three months. Uh, he will be able to achieve a level of um, being able to converse on simple subjects in Chinese. Uh, he says that he will be able to uh, read headlines in a newspaper. Not necessarily, because headlines may contain characters that he doesn't know. I think it's possible for him to have a thousand characters after three months, maybe a few more. Uh, and so that'll give him some sense of, um, of what these articles are about. Um, now, just to talk a little more about Benny. Benny, is, is his approach is that he, he, is, uh, he claims to travel the world, spend three months in different places and spend, uh, you know, maybe an initial uh, few hours or a day going over some language book and then throwing that away and just going out and talking to people and that way he becomes fluent in three months, which I consider to be nonsense. Uh, he has not demonstrated the ability to do that. Those languages that he speaks well, he spent an awful lot longer than three months at. And where he has gone to places like Thailand, uh, Prague, uh, Budapest, um, with the idea of uh, becoming fluent by just talking to people. He hasn't achieved that, so um, he won't succeed. However, well, let's look at this issue of A, what is fluency? Well, first of all, what can you do? Or how long does it take to get to fluency? All right, uh, you, can uh, you can check up uh, under Wikipedia. You can see what the Foreign Service Institute in the United States says it takes. Um, my own view is that if you're willing to and I think in language learning, it almost doesn't matter what you do. Uh, you have to be motivated. The three things, as I always say, motivation, time with the language, and developing the ability to notice. Those are the three things that are going to let you achieve um, proficiency. Now, time. Uh, in the case of most European languages that contain, have a lot of overlapping vocabulary with English that don't are, have too many difficult cases and so forth to deal with, I think that you can achieve a lot in three months. I think you can be quite comfortable speaking after three months. If you're in the country, if you're working at it like 10 hours a day, 
and therefore developing this ability to notice, noticing the sounds, noting the, noticing the structures, you can be quite comfortable after three months. Uh, the Slavic languages, I think you need longer. Is it five months, six months? I don't know, but longer. Again, on the assumption that you're in the country, that you're very motivated, that you're basically devoting yourself. In other words, you're not there with your spouse who speaks English. You're not having to work in English. You basically are devoting yourself to learning the language. I, can, I think you can achieve a lot. Uh, however, with Chinese, it's a little more difficult because, and particularly if you follow Benny's approach, which is to throw away the book after a short while and just go out and talk to people, you're not going to learn characters that way. I don't think you can accumulate a lot of vocabulary that way either. I happen to believe, and that's the way we built Link, that it takes a lot of deliberate listening, reading, and deliberate vocabulary accumulation to build up enough words so that you understand what people are saying. Because if you don't understand what people are saying, you can't really communicate with them. Benny has a different approach. Fine, he goes out and talks to people. He probably spends a lot more time listening because he hasn't got much to say in the beginning. But that's not going to get you to the number of characters you need in order to be able to read. And reading is important as a means of developing vocabulary and to have a comfortable conversation on a variety of subjects, which is what C1 implies, you have to have a large vocabulary. So for those reasons, three, th uh, three months to C1, it's simply not going to happen. He will achieve perhaps B1 if he works very hard, if he works very hard. Uh, and I know from my own experience that within three months I was reading the newspaper looking up a lot of words, fighting my way through these newspaper articles, and I was able to converse in simple terms. And I see no reason why Benny couldn't achieve in three months what I achieved in three months. Uh, in fact, he might do better. He's younger. Well, no, I was younger then. But he's in Taiwan. I was in Hong Kong. So he's surrounded by the language. So yeah, uh, I think he can achieve B1. I think that's realistic. Um, to develop a sort of to get to a C1 level, I think nine to 12 months is going flat out like I did. Uh, three hours a day of class, and then basically I just studied the whole time. I, I went out to dinner and went back home and studied. Uh, if I went to the movies and I didn't like the movie, I, went, I was going to take a break. I went with my girlfriend who became my wife. We went out, and if I didn't like the movie after 20 minutes, I went home to study. Like I was completely fanatic completely fanatic, which I think is very good in language learning because the more intensely you do it, the faster you learn. The more you can focus on it, the quicker you're, you're changing your brain around to becoming comfortable in this, new, in this new language and the more things you start to notice. So, you know, motivation time and the ability to notice. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, uh, Benny talked a little bit about the fact that um, when he explained that he was going for C1, which is only, you know, one step below C2, the European framework, A, A1 is beginner, A1, A2, B1, B2, which is intermediate one and two, and then C1, C2 is advanced one, advanced two. So he wasn't going to quite reach C2, he was only going to reach C1 in manner, which of course he's not going to do. Now, he says, however, that in French and Spanish, he's at C2. I don't believe that either. Because C2 is a very high level of competence. And while I've heard Benny speak French and Spanish, and he says I, I'm at C2 in French and Spanish and a few other languages, which he doesn't name, so I can only assume that he's not as good in those languages as he claims to be in French and Spanish. He speaks very well French and Spanish, but it's not C2. And we needn't you know, make these unrealistic 
demands of ourselves. It's enough to say to me, it seems, I speak it well. I speak French well. Uh, but I'm not mistaken for a, for, for a native. I'm not mistaken for a native. Again, I don't understand why Benny makes these claims that in, you know, he went to Germany to be, stake, be mistaken for a Berlin, Berliner after three months, or he went to Brazil to be mistaken for a, a native Carioca. And, and of course he isn't, because the Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese that, that you can hear on his site, I had people at, uh, at uh, Abrilius, Brazilians comment on it, and they say uh, he sounds a bit like a caricature of Brazilian, or he sounds like a gringo, or these were her, their comments. He doesn't sound like a native speaker, and you don't need to sound like a native speaker. So I, I, I guess where I come with Ben is I don't understand why he continues to make these outlandish claims where he consistently falls down and doesn't deliver on them. It's enough to say, you know, the positive part of his message is that here's this guy that loves learning languages, travels the world, encourages people to get up and speak, don't feel bashful, you know, don't worry about making mistakes. All of those are positive messages. But to suggest that anyone in three months is going to reach C2, C1 rather, you know, an advanced level in Chinese, uh, it just ain't gonna happen. Um, Chinese is more difficult. And just take a few more minutes here on difficulty. What makes languages difficult? Number one, the more vocabulary in common with your own language, the easier it's going to be. Because the big task to me in language learning is acquiring words so that you can understand what you read and hear. And the more you understand, the more words you have, the more you can learn incidentally. Because you can, you know, you get a sense for more and more of the context of what you're hearing. And noticing words and noticing everything is a matter of having more of it familiar so that the few things that stick up, now you can notice. I notice, you know, patterns in Russian that I didn't notice six months ago. So familiarity of the language, similarity to your own in terms of vocabulary. Number two is, you know, inflected languages are more difficult. Inflected languages are languages where the word endings change a lot. And those are generally more difficult for people who speak languages that are not inflected, like English. It's more difficult, more, uh, you know, different forms of the word to learn. Now, Chinese is not an inflected language, and so that makes Chinese easier. However, Chinese has a few other problems. Chinese essentially is not written phonetically, although there is a phonetic system to help you learn how to pronounce the words, uh, but it's written in characters. So you have to learn these characters. 3,000 characters minimum in order to be, be able to read the newspaper and have enough vocabulary to converse seriously with people. Um, so the characters. Then you have the tones, which is different. And, and what it means is not only that you have to learn the four tones and learn to hear them and, and, and then eventually to pronounce them, a lot of the words sound the same because they are the same sound. They may even be the same sound and the same tone. There are a lot of homonyms in Chinese and that makes it more difficult to understand. So comprehension becomes more difficult. Um, so non-phonetic script, lots of characters to learn, um, lots of homonyms, tones, and then of course the vocabulary is all new unless you happen to be, say, a Japanese speaker, in which case there will be a lot of vocabulary that you will start to recognize in Chinese and you'll also recognize the characters. But if you are a speaker of a European language, all the vocabulary is new. The compensating factors in Chinese are that the grammar is extremely straightforward. The words don't change. 
uh, tenses are very straightforward and that the vocabulary builds quite logically. So once you have enough characters, because the word in terms of what we consider a word in English consists often of two or three characters, if you see different combinations of characters, you can kind of figure out what the word means, or at least it's easy to remember. So vocabulary accumulation uh, becomes a little easier in Chinese once you have enough characters. But nevertheless, Chinese full out, full bore to get to C1, you're looking at a year realistically under absolute ideal conditions. Um, yeah, what else was I going to say? That's about it. So, and I wanted to make this point because I think it's misleading to people to suggest that there are people out there who achieve fluency in Chinese in three months. They don't. It's, uh, and most people also don't have the luxury of traveling to the country. If you do live in the country, obviously it's a big advantage. And obviously you're going to try and speak as, as soon as you can and as often as you can and so forth. But it's not realistic to suggest that even in those conditions that people are going to want to speak to you. Uh, if you can't speak, I mean, if someone came up to me and babbled to me in something that was hardly recognizable as English, I mean, how much time am I going to spend with that person? Uh, so therefore, again, I say it's far more realistic to realize that you have to do a lot. Of, you have to do a lot of work on your own. You have to do a lot of listening and reading on your own. You have to work on your vocabulary and slowly go out there and start using it where you have the opportunity. And for the mass, vast majority of people who aren't in the country where the language is spoken, you have to do even more on your own and then find opportunities via Skype and so forth uh, to speak the language as soon as you start to feel confident. So there you have it. Uh, some discussion of the subject of what you can achieve in three months, how long it uh, takes to achieve fluency in different languages. And again, ending up with the, the key to language learning, which is the three, the three key elements, your own motivation and being in the country can be very motivating the amount of time you have available. And if you have a full day to devote to language learning, you can move quite quickly in a language. And third of all, developing that ability to notice. And beyond that, there are no hacks. It's the language, it's hearing it, it's, it's, it's reading it, it's speaking it, it's writing it, and it's spending that time with the language and, and keeping an open mind and being flexible. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.